everyone, this is Myra. This is Paula. And this is Martha. And we are your hosts. We are here to help you level up with topics on self-awareness, confidence, and self-acceptance. So grab whatever you would like to sip on and welcome to Sipping With Us. Hello, hello. Welcome to another recording of Sipping With Us. It is Wednesday night, um, our usual recording night. Um, today is, I want to say the official first day of summer because it's like 90 degrees, finally after like a month or two of rain. <laughs> me and Paula made it official today. <laughs> we were in the pool all afternoon today, just me and her in we her were. pool. So we definitely made it official today. Right. Exactly. But it's nice because it's been ridiculously raining here in Texas. Yes. But like two if you're not straight. from Texas, then yes, it's not typical for this time of year. And it's just been a little depressive and we're, it's finally summer. I agree. So cheers to summer. Cheers. Summer's always a good time here until it gets to like July and then it's just, I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, today we have a special guest. Um, His name is JR. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. I'm glad to be here. Welcome. Welcome. We are excited for this. First of all, I think, well, besides Dos Migos, we haven't really had like a just like a solo man on the episode for a while. So this is a little different for us, which we, I feel like our female list listeners love when we have yes. a male perspective yes. on the podcast. Typically, I think it's because not a lot of men, I feel like are willing or open to speaking. I feel like there's a lot of repressed feelings there and, and they're just not open. That's just the way it is, especially um, we're, we're Latinas, right? So especially in the Latino community, there's not a lot of men that are willing to like kind of speak up about these type of subjects. So we're appreciative for you to be here. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, as soon as I heard about the opportunity, I jumped to it. I don't feel that way. I don't feel repressed. I'm, I'm a liberated man. So, you know. Yes. Love it. it we love hearing that. Yes. That's one of our favorite words. <laughs> Liberation absolutely. is key. And it's essentially what we want to bring to um, our community. Yes. So, JR, why don't you just start off by kind of telling us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, where you come from, and why we're here today. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll leave the why we're here today, mm-hmm. why we are here. I'll leave that to you guys. Okay. I'm just here. I'm going to rock with whatever we uh, come across today. Um, my name is JR Rowland. You know what? I'll give you my real name. My real name is Gary. Uh, mm-hmm. No one calls me Gary. I'm Gary Jr. And Gary Sr. didn't call me Gary, so <laughs> you cannot call me Gary. Uh, okay. I'm 42. I'm from Kansas City, Kansas, born and raised, live on both sides of Missouri, spent the last 14 or so years living in St. Louis before moving here to Texas six years ago. I love Texas. It reminds me so much of Kansas City. Uh, It's just 20 times bigger. Right. Uh, But I love the people. Mm -hmm. I love the pride. Um, Let's see. I'm married. I've been married for 15 years. Uh, yeah, about 15 years. And then I've got three beautiful girls. Mm-hmm. Girl dad. Uh, yeah, I'm a girl dad. I don't know. Woman. It was in the car. Poor woman. Oh, uh, and I take care of my mom. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So my mom lives with us. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was destined to be around women, mm-hmm. strong women at that. I, I, I guess that was yes. in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I run a business, BSH Innovators and Consultants, and I'm the creative director currently at a company called Checkout. Mm-hmm. And I do consulting for a lot of other companies. But at my core, I'm creative. Um, I paint, I draw, I write. Wow. Uh, I think I gave you guys a good rundown yeah, of me. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Absolutely. And I've been a feminist probably since 1999. 
2000. So that also kind of, I won't say it gives me the right to speak on behalf of anyone, but I will say that I am in tune with my feelings and they are well processed. They're not just off the rip. Oh, I love that. We're going to have a good time today. Yes. <laughs> Cheers to that. So Cheers. With us. So let's talk real quick about what we're drinking. Um, since it, you know, it is sipping with us and let's start off with what JR is drinking. What it, what is he drinking, Paula? <laughs> he is drinking. Well, he, uh, his, his, his drink of choice was to which I never heard of, but they didn't have it. So we got the closest thing to it, which is Hennessy VSOP mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, on the rocks straight. The rocks. So it is very smooth. Uh, mm-hmm. there will be some listeners out there who knows the inside joke about what Hennessy does. Uh, so <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know that. Yeah. Hennessy, that's got some real reaction there. Okay. (laughs) That passion is going to come out, huh? Uh (laughs) We're here for it. Yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a a listener. They're going to be like, no, ladies, you were not here for it. (laughs) Probably. Um, Me and Paula are drinking, we're drinking tequila. Actually, Avion tequila. This was a gift from one of our guests. Yeah. Her name's Jessica. Um, and I don't remember the, the number of the episode, Yeah. but go back and listen to the episode about with Jessica Franco. She brought us a gift and this is a Avion silver tequila, hundred percent puro agave. So yeah, we're enjoying it today at the show in the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that gift, Jessica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today we asked JR to be here, uh, specifically to discuss a topic that we've touched on briefly. Um, back in our a February episode that we had with our therapist friend, Marilu Romero, um, about basically identifying, having like a, a more of a deeper understanding as to what exactly is it like, a, what exactly is a feminine and a masculine energy, how to co- coexist and how to, why it's important to understand it on a deeper sense to essentially better your relationships. Right. That's that's what we want in life. It's like, how do we better our current relationships? How do we attract quality relationships into our life? Because I think at the core of it all, all we really want in life is to be able to feel loved, accepted, understanding, understood by other yeah. people, no matter who that is. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's important for us to to really have a clear, deeper understanding of what our essentially what our nature is. Right. So that's why we're here, because um Paula, you can speak more on this as far as like JR being more vocal about it on, I guess, on your socials specifically. <laughs> and there's not a lot of men out there that are vocal about topics like this. Right. So my sister was actually the one that told me about you. I think that's how I followed you, started following you. Maritza? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you just follow him. He puts, he posts some like really good stuff. So I started following you and I'm like, okay, I see it. I like it. So let me hop in. And I want you guys to do the same thing to me. Like, cut mm-hmm. me off anytime. Oh, yeah. First of all, I love your sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, your sister is, like, one of the best people I know. She's been so helpful. I also do real estate. Like, yeah. I could I could do so much stuff. Yeah. But Marissa has always, like, from the moment I met her, been very helpful. Um, she she She's just warm. I love your sister. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good person. She'll show you the ropes, the ins and outs, and she'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and my man's, I love her husband, too. He's a cool guy. Uh, I wish I could cook like him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, the best one. Like, like seriously. You tried his food? <laughs> oh, 
He's the real. He's his, the real deal. His uh, fajitas. His, his brisket. Yeah. I think you've mentioned that he's like the cook in your family's yes, cookouts, like, right? You, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. He's the cook Handle of the real it. estate agency too. And then like, mm. I'm like, like real apprehensive of letting anybody that I care for taste his food because then I seem very inadequate for mm. not being able to <laughs> do what he does. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a good cook. So, Jr., I want to start off by a comment that you just made that I think is important that you vocalize that is you mentioned I'm a feminist. Wh why do you call yourself a feminist? I guess I start there. Mm -hmm. It's like what exactly helped you identify as a feminist being a, a man? OK, um, first of all, I think started at a very, very, very young age. So I come from a family, both mom and pop. So. Uh, I've got really good balance there. My mother is a very, very strong person, very strong personality. But at the same time, uh, I guess the way people would explain it, they like, your mom's giving you the game. That's how they would say it today. Whereas in actuality, at the time, my mother was teaching me how to be emotionally intelligent to strong women. So my mother would say things like, for instance, let's say I'm dating a girl and Next week, she decides she doesn't want to date me anymore, and I don't understand the reasoning. My mother, I go home, my mother's like, you know, a woman has the right to change her mind. Like, that little nugget, and you think about that. And she's, like, so, like, definite, like, serious about a woman has the right to change her mind. And this is all, like, in conflict with the way I'm being raised because I'm also being raised by a father who teaches me to be a gentleman, to be respectful, to be all these things. So I'm trying to figure out these two messages mm -hmm. where, okay, you've got this woman who needs you for all of these heavy lifting, but at the same time, you've got this assertive woman who very much has the working mind. So I go to college and of course I recognize that women are smart and all of these mm -hmm. things, but I just didn't understand the confines that the world had like placed around women uh, being African-American, I absolutely understand struggle. I understand things being put in place to, like, hold you back. So I'm taking a women's studies class. And it's funny because most of the women in the class were, like, flat-out extreme, like, extreme right extreme, uh, like, mm. feminists, right? Mm. I'm like, I can't identify with you guys. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to hold the door open. If you're behind me, you can get mad. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not worried about getting my ass whipped. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, hold yeah. the fucking door. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that that's how far right they were. Mm -hmm. But as I sat in through that semester, there were some things that 19-year-old JR could identify with that were absolutely just like hopping out of the lessons. And I always say that um only a fool would deny that the sun is shining when the sun is out. If you look up and you see that bright ball in the sky and you deny that's the sun, you're a fool. And some of those things resonated with me so much to where I said, you know, I'm all about the advancement uh, of women in every field of human endeavor. A feminist is what I am. So I'll, there are some things I have to unlearn that I've grown up with, which is a hard process. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some things that I have to make peace with. And then there are some things that I have to do to be an advocate. And when you do all of those things, you can comfortably say, that you're a feminist. Does that make me perfect? No. Does that mean that I don't have very male ways? No. Um, absolutely. You're in college. You're like, I'm like, how can I be a feminist and be a womanizer? How the fuck does that work? Mm -hmm. But these are dynamics that people deal with, you know? Right. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I know that was a long answer, but no, that's, I love it. Answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a like internal conflict. You know what I mean? That we, it is challenging as you're growing up. Cause like you said, and, and a lot of that, the one important thing that you said is it does always stem from your parents. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? We were just what talking parents, about that in the pool. Right? Yeah. We were having a conversation about today and we were having a conversation about how in order to heal, whether it's a wounded feminine woman, mas- wounded masculine, you have to go back to your childhood first, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like one thing that I, another thing that I love that you said, it's like, and a lot of things you have to unlearn. You know what I mean? Because when you are in tune, whether it's like not just surface level, but spiritually too, you're tuning into who you are as a person, like your beliefs, not what was passed down to you. Yes. And sometimes you'll have these realizations in life that it's like, wow, I, I am carrying somebody else's trauma, somebody else, somebody else's wounds. Right. So those are like things that you have to realize that oh, I have to unlearn this and that. It, you know, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of self-awareness, you know? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a journey. When it is a journey. realization, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think both men and women, that's that's where we fall off the train or we miss out on the breakthrough, mm-hmm. being able to accept the realization of yes. whatever it is that you, yes. whatever it is yes. that when you're sitting with yourself and it comes to you, because my goal, and this is going to sound hella cheesy, but this is the truth. Like, at least for me, mm-hmm. falls, I've got tons of them. Not perfect, but I am pure. And what I mean by being pure is I am 1,000% genuinely me. However, God or the gods or however that works, however they made me, however it made me, I'm pure. And so when things come to me, they're always coming from a pure place, mm-hmm. an honest place. And when I present them, you have the choice if you're going to fuck with it or are you like, I can't deal with that. Right. That that really goes into like a completely dis- different subject. But just the way you explained it, something that we struggle with in society right now is that comparison with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, but when you really truly know yourself, then you know you don't have to compare anything. You know that what's not for you is not for you. You know that it's you don't have control of the last week we had a episode about attachments like if you have to learn how to sometimes detach and let go of that control, you know a- what I mean? Absolutely. And accept to just what's, what's meant to be for you. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's very hard because an ambitious person has really no sense of what's not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I wake up and I feel like an underachiever because I can't fly my whole family out to Maldives. Mm-hmm. You know what right? I'm saying? And it's a real feeling. It's yeah. like the average person was like, you shouldn't feel that way. Like, most people can't. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not most people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm bullshitting. Like, obviously, I'm bullshitting mm-hmm. because I can't connect A to B. Right. Like, and that's that's just kind of like, uh, you know, and I guess this is like the long introduction of mm-hmm. JR. But, like, I really want to give the listeners an idea of who they're speaking with. Like, I'm the dude who was, like, 16 years old listening to the Biggie Smalls album. And he said, God meant me to push a Bentley. And I was like, that fucking lyric was written for me. That was written for me. Mm-hmm. That's what God meant for me to be. Or it's like, you know, this is for all the people who was above the building when I was hustling. And it was like this whole, like, achievement thing, the try and the fail, the I was born for more and I'm willing to work for more. Like, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And I can't help it. So when you talk about accepting things, 
that's probably the biggest knock that anybody who's intimately involved with me would say. Mm-hmm. It's like that motherfucker will not accept shit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but again, it I I see it as a quality because I'm the same way. Because <laughs> I was little, I, I've had that conversation before to where it's like I've always believed I was I meant more all of it. You all know what it. I mean? And so that's where you know I know that can kind of take us into another deep end, but um, essentially that's who you are as a person and. I feel like when you're defined, when you define yourself, like, and you don't let like the outside world define who you are, that's, there's a lot of power behind that. Absolutely. And I know power is more like surface level, but at least that helps, that in a way helps ground you back to yourself. So. And tune into your intuition from there and pay attention to all the signs you're given along the way. Absolutely. And act on them. Have you heard of Audre Lorde? No. She's a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the quotes, um, and this is from my favorite movie, The Best Man. But mm-hmm. if you don't define yourself for yourself, you'll be crushed into other people's fantasies of you and eaten alive. You I have to define yourself I'm gonna for yourself. Write her name down. <laughs> listen to that. I always say that people think of you the way you think about yourself. Absolutely. So if you're insecure, guess what? People are going to believe you're insecure, an insecure person. So my life goal, people say, mm-hmm. what's your life goal? My life goal is for you to see me the way I see myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I can get you to see me and understand me the way I see and understand myself, then I'll be walking in my true self. I'm not better than anyone. However, I want to be treated a certain way. I want to be looked at a certain way. And I know some of those things come with, unfortunately, the things that I achieve in life, the energy I give off, um, the accomplishments. So for instance, people will wig out. People won't buy this. There's no difference between my level of hard work and deserving of it and Jay-Z or Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. I'm an innovator. No one sees JR like Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. They see the success. Right. They see the success. My brother's a magician. Not a magician. That's like David Copperfield. Mm -hmm. A musician. Mm -hmm. And I say, have you noticed how hilarious it is that people only respect you once you have a hit? Mm-hmm. Like once you made it, that's it. Drake was Drake <laughs> rolling down the six with his woes. Nobody knew who wheelchair Jimmy was. Wheelchair Jimmy drops a hit. Now people recognize him and treat him like Drake. And he's the same guy. And you can say that for any field. It's like everybody respects a platinum mm-hmm. plaque. Nobody respects the guy in the making of the platinum. Mm. So it's like in the road of becoming whatever field, whether it be male to female or whatever it is, it's like you need a hit because mm-hmm. that's all people respect. They only respect a hit. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do things for other people if that's what you're chasing. Luckily at 42, I'm not chasing anybody's approval of shit. Like I'd yeah. rather own the Lakers than be right. like the star player of the Lakers. <laughs> right. At this point. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense because essentially it comes down to like it's what they see right it's what only it's only what other people see and at the end of the day you can't even be mad at that you know what i mean because you don't know what's not real in front of you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like how do we know jr has all of this internalized power if we don't see what he's doing Mm -hmm. right what are you doing with that Yep. Right. And I, I myself had a lot of like a stru- power struggle with that too, like in the cu- in the last coming years, which I've talked about because it's like, okay, why am I hiding my 
brilliance, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, you know what I mean? <laughs> My confidence or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And hence why we started the podcast too. This is like one outlet. This is like a way there. I don't, I just listen to my intuition and just say, let's do it. Why not? Like this is an outlet for not only me, but also it's us representing our community too, you know, and letting others know, Hey, if we did it, you can do it too. Absolutely. And essentially that's what, that's what you want in life. I feel like that to me, that is part of success is somebody being able to say, because of you, I did this. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sure. I, that one thing that, if it's one thing that you take from every podcast, like if you don't listen to the whole thing, but you take one note, that's enough for me. You know? It's your ministry. Yeah. It's your it ministry. Is. It's like my father is a pastor. And they always say, like in the religious world, in the church world, it's like, if I could reach one soul kind of thing, if I could reach one soul, then I've done my job. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's real. Like, yeah. If I can help one person live their truth, then, like, my life's purpose has been, mm-hmm. like, when people come to me and say, hey, you had a post about this. Like, my Facebook post, it's just, most of the times, because, I like, the way my mind works, I'm, like, always doing a million things. Mm-hmm. And the way I, like, calm myself is I, like, make sure I multitask. Mm-hmm. And so something will come to my mind based off of something I'm listening to or something I thought about. Mm-hmm. I'll put it out there. And you'd be surprised at how many people like it resonates with and they'll come back and they'll say, hey, you had a post about this and I talked to my wife about it or I talked to my girlfriend about it or what have you. And like that shit was real, dog. Like this was real. And I was like, damn, I didn't know that a Facebook post could have that kind of impact. But that's my that's my ministry. It's like it's just share my true thoughts. Sometimes I fuck with people, you know, I I just got this up just to fuck with you. (laughs) And you never know who's watching. Absolutely. Hence why you're here today. (laughs) This is a good example. It's like, I am always looking for people like that myself. It's like, I'm going to, because obviously your energy flows where attention goes. I 100% believe that. I don't, we've had a social media episode before to where you social media intentionally. If you're not creating then at least follow the creators that eventually will lead you to creating your own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of like just mindless, mindlessly like absorbing other people's energies or whatever all the time. It's like you just never know who's watching. Sometimes when you don't think people are watching, you'll get these random messages and it's like, wow, like it's it's worth it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's so it, it just reinforces it reinforces that. So like your posts, your motivation, anything that you currently do right now, which is essentially live your life, right? Just display it. Um, people are watching and you just never know where it's going to lead. And when you get that kind of like reinforcement or like appreciation from somebody that should give you that, that should be a sign where I could be doing even more. It should like push you to do more, you know, and yeah. not just like, oh, it felt good for like that moment but right you know what where can i take this mm-hmm. if one person's listening one person's appreciated where else can i take this right. essentially that's where we want to go yeah but yes that that tells us a lot about who you are as a person i feel like people you, you guys get the gist of what we're dealing with here jr as a person <laughs> um jr is a person that obviously considers himself a feminist which i love that he's saying and i think the whole growing up with like essentially five women currently around you Mm-hmm. that's powerful because women hold so women have like the greatest power in the world. Cause essentially what I've learned about like going into feminine energy is that 
the feminine is like the divine goddess, right? It's like the masculine wants to do for the feminine. But I think there's a lot of confusion in society about that right now. And one of the reasons that I've dug into like these specific topics is because I feel like I am surrounded around so many beautiful, strong, independent, single women, you know, not that having a man defines you. But however, I have words about that. You don't have to. I have a problem when people say it's like, I don't need a man in my life because you you might not need a man to make stuff happen for you. But at the core, you want somebody to you want somebody to create that space for you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. is how do we define let's let's define the energies there at at the core. What is a masculine energy at the core? What is a feminine? What do you want to get started with? Listen, you just said a mouthful. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you guys guide me because I've got so many thoughts mm-hmm. around a lot of the things you said. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sure I'll veer off. I'm sure, like, I'll it, give you things that you didn't want. I'll give, you, but we're here for it all. <laughs> let's let's start with your your women, your right. your beautiful women, um, being like the goddesses that they are, being the most powerful. Mm-hmm. My theory is. If God had a gender, it would be a woman. For sure. This is the creator. Mm-hmm. Men, we can supply things that help create, mm-hmm. but like the woman is the soil. Like a man is like a seed. Like they say, a man, like I'm a good gardener. Mm-hmm. Like how, why are you so success, successful, JR, in your relationships and your children? Because I was a good gardener. Like I planted my seed in fertile ground and that's fertile in a million different ways, but only a woman can create like a man can spring forth creation. Like society has a woman makes a man better. Mm. Right. That's, and that's the way we always look at it. Right. And there's a lot of that. that I would say I agree with, however, like a man makes a woman like reach her full power. Like it's like plugging in, like you're sitting here. Okay. You got a microwave. Microwave is capable of heating up your food, produces 1,200 watts of power, whatever. But if it's not plugged in, right, what's it do? Nothing. Right. Now, I can't heat up the food, but I can fucking plug in this microwave. Mm-hmm. I can propel my wife, my spouse, my partner, or even the friends, because I don't want to get stuck mm-hmm. in like only marriage. Mm-hmm. But even my friends, I can propel them to reach their full potential based off of my ability as a man to do my man thing, you know, whatever that is. So there's, you talk about all these single qualified women, whereas men have to understand and let go a lot of the things that we have like pre um, calculated in our minds. I think women are the biggest proponents that need to do that. Women are so stuck in the confines that men set for them. Mm-hmm. Women don't even understand that monogamy was set forth by men to hold women back. It's literally the the main reason that monogamy exists was so that a man can say, I know who to give all my riches to when I die. It was the reason. Like back in the day, there was no such thing as monogamy. Mm-hmm. Man was like, fuck this. Like, I don't I don't want to like leave my hard work to like an heir that may not be mine. 
And then it was like, I mean, I don't want for her to have the same kind of freedoms that I have as a man. So in the very beginning, monogamy was only even like levied on women. Right. But women have like attached to this thing and they love it so much. They grip on it so much. But the numbers should tell you that there is something there that is missing. Why are there all these overly qualified, beautiful, and I mean beautiful visually, intellectually, and spiritually, beautiful women who can't find a partner? Why? Because it's a numbers game and the numbers do not work out in the woman's favor. Mm-hmm. Woman says, I don't care. I want my own man. I want it just like this. And the creators of this disastrous masterpiece are somewhere in their graves like, yep, we still got all these slaves. Mm-hmm. We still have all these slaves because unfortunately, women are born at a different rate than men. That's number one. <laughs> that's for sure. That's number that's, yeah, We can always agree on, on that. that. Yeah, it's just number one. There is not one person for everybody. Mm-hmm. There isn't. I tell my wife all the time, we are going to be the generation of the single grandmas. Oh, that hurts. It's yes. the truth. <laughs> we are going to be the generation of the single grandmas. And what I mean by that is there are going to be tons of 50 plus, 60 plus, 70 plus year old qualified women who die along without partnership because someone tricked them into believing that they have to have their own. And then society makes it worse because they label it as a side. And that word side gets into your mind and you start to like devalue what that person could be. Mm. Oh, that's a side chick. That's a side freak, a side when in actuality, there are men who have love in their heart who could love multiple women. I'm taking you guys all over. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, you know, this is your show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is your show. No, I mean, I, I want to hear, though. Yeah, it's we're like, listening. Well, one thing I know for sure is that the numbers are not in the women's favor. I've known that. Why? Because how can I find so many amazing women around me, but not qualified men around us? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And the ones last, like I said, we had an episode about attachment styles and uh, a fun statistic that I read about attachments is that essentially a Essentially, the secured attachment is the ideal one, right? It's like the healed, the the one that's um, usually most people that are secured are already in relationships at this age because they're secured. So they know how to maintain. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's about I think the statistic was like over 50 percent of the people age 29 and up are avoidant or anxious attachment style. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people just roaming the world, be unhealed and moving from one to the other to the other because they just don't know how to essentially it comes back to to tune into their masculine energies, which is ground. The masculine is ground, right? The masculine provides the masculine wants to provide for you. And instead, they're just kind of like roaming around, testing the waters and trying to see who's going to fill their wounded mask fill their wounded masculine void right essentially right um which brings me to that topic (laughs) wounded masculine so i had this realization recently that as i don't think it's an issue in society about a feminine wounded feminine which i'm not saying there's not there is a lot of wounded feminine but you know why 
a lot of women had to, they had no choice, but they, they had to show their masculine side at an early age because there wasn't enough masculine men to show up for them in the beginning, whether it was through your parents not showing up for you, your dad, maybe daddy comes back to like the term daddy issues, right? Or wounded masculines at a young age that were not raised by good parents Mm -hmm. and that they were taught. No, you know what I mean? You don't commit right away. You just move on to the next one and their circle, right? Other under other wounded men, like essentially telling them, Oh, goal is to just sleep around and be with different women and wait till you're older. So they don't show you like how to be essentially at your core. Right. The, the masculine that you need to be, you know what I mean? So now everybody gets to this age and everybody's just, I guess, wounded all around. I don't even know how to explain. Again, these are all terms that I'm, to me, it's just, they're still very new. I'm, I'm still kind of learning about them, but I think to me, it comes down to like, it was never the woman's, I don't, not that I'm trying to put blame on like one or the other, but essentially it was never the woman's fault because at our core, our feminine energy wants to be taken care of. I think the number one feeling as a woman that you want is to be safe. Right. Safe. Not even loved. L- love understand. is safety. You love is safety. But you do yes. understand that's primal. Right. That's primal. Mm-hmm. Like that's innate. Mm-hmm. Nobody had to teach you. Right. That's, that's, that's your energy. That's who you are at your Mm -hmm. core. It's like, have, have like either whether, whether it's your father or your partner, it's like, you want to be safe in life to be able to create your own or whatever it is that you want to do. But so when you chop it up and you split it down to feminine male energy, and we were having a conversation Mm -hmm. before this and being respectful to the LGB community and, uh, because people are different. Mm-hmm. And people are finding avenues and finding a place today to where they can be who they are. You identify with what what's strongest for you, what feels what's, strongest right. in your core. Yeah. But there is there is something that's innate mm-hmm. in a lot of men mm-hmm. versus what's innate in a lot of women. And that safety, like the average man, and I'm talking about average, he feels like he should be able to protect his woman. Mm-hmm. He feels a sense of inadequacy. When he cannot protect his woman, whether that be old school fisticuffs or I'm a shooter or I can protect you from pain, from poverty or financially. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But that's innate. Mm -hmm. We feel like failures a lot of times. Women, oftentimes, they are like my husband. He's in between jobs. He's always got a bad attitude. This, that and other. And you're like, I'll tell you why he always has a bad attitude. He feels a way because he can't take care of you. It brings him down. It plagues him. It literally plagues him all fucking day. What I need you to do is cut him a fucking break. This is where you start to love on him and encourage him and propel him to be the best he can be so that he can go out here because he's about to take some shit that he's above. He's about to like deliver newspapers door to door for fucking $5 an hour so he can feel like he's contributing. Mm -hmm. But what happens a lot of times is the woman can't understand what's breaking him down. So when you talk about wounded masculinity, mm. it doesn't come from relationships a lot of times. Most times it comes from life. Life breaking you down and not allowing you to be the man that you were made to be. And when I say you were made to be, it's something that you feel in your bones. If I can't feed my children, 
I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Like, I'm looking at all these people who can take care of their kids. I can't even fucking put food on my plate. Yes, my wife is more educated. Yes, my girlfriend's more educated. And it's not always cut and dry like, oh, because she went to college and you were a goofball. I may have gone to college too. Or maybe I didn't have the opportunity. My mom was saying the other day, I feel like everybody has the same chances in life. I said, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. No, they don't. I say, my wife, my wife's a labor delivery nurse. Mm. I've always tried to get her to quit because I'm like old school. Like, I'll take care of you. And I've been fortunate enough to where I can take care of my family. But my wife is intelligent and she earned her degree. And so she absolutely should thrive in her field. But she's a labor delivery nurse. And she tells me these stories about how these crack babies are born. Mm. And if you understand a crack baby, that means your brain is not fully developed. Absolutely. You don't have the same chances. You absolutely do not probability is that you will fail. The great divider amongst all people is the parents you were born to. The parents you were born to are literally 90% responsible for whether you're going to be successful or not. Every Republican and everybody else tells you to pull up your bootstraps and that's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. What if my dad was a fucking douchebag, a chauvinist? Mm -hmm. What if he spent 18 plus years teaching me the fucked up shit and I'm only fucking 30? Mm -hmm. I've got 18 plus years of being under his douchebag jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And it was only five years ago that I realized that my dad was a nincompoop. Of course, I'm going to have failed relationships. Yeah. Of course, the one is going to fucking get away. Because I believe there is the one. I believe you can make it work with hundreds of people, but there is the one. And of course she's going to get away because I wasn't prepared when he or she came. See, our parents are literally the foundation of whether we succeed or fail. And that's not just financial. We get caught in financial because that's the shit that everybody can see. Oh, he's balling. He got a Bentley. He's empty as fuck on the inside. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he has no chance of understanding emotional intelligence to where he can identify with the woman because he didn't have the balance that he needed growing up. My parents, they played different roles. My dad was chill. He was calm. He was laid back. He was a pastor. I was pretty rowdy as a kid. People say Napoleon syndrome, but I didn't know I was short. I didn't know I was smaller until like I looked at the senior, um, we had a returning letterman book in high school. It was all the returning letterman coming back for their, um, you know, whatever year they were going to. And I was a senior. And I look at the returning letterman, and of course, I'm a returning letterman. I lettered it my freshman year in football. And I'm like, damn, I'm the lightest person on the team by 40 pounds? What the fuck? <laughs> and so I'm looking at the freshman, and I'm like, literally, I'm the lightest person on the team by 40 pounds. So people like Napoleon Syndrome... I didn't fucking know I was small until I read it in a book. I was just born this way mm -hmm. or either I was born this way or my mother identified that I was small. And mm -hmm. she was like, I got to make him a killer. I got to make him ready. But my mother used to tell me all the time. She said, you've got a heart for women. You've got a heart for women. And it took years to understand what that meant. 
And then when I went to college, I had a, he wasn't a professor. He was a counselor. He wasn't my counselor, but we did a lot of things together. And I would go in his office like every other day we were close. Shout out to Rob Page, wherever you are, my man. Uh, I learned a lot from Rob Page. But Rob Page said, you will always have women problems. And I really took objection to that. I said, what do you mean? He said, you'll always have women problems. He said, because you have under- you have a good understanding of women, and women will like that. And that will always bring trouble to your life because you'll never be without them. And it's like where some people may say, oh, hell yeah, you know, I'm going to have all the hoes. Part of my French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad raised me, and he was like anti-player. <laughs> like, I didn't have, like, episodes where somebody was calling my house for my dad or somebody was playing on the phone or I didn't know where my dad was. My dad would tell me and my brother, oh, we don't play with girls' emotions. That's not what we do. We don't have a lot of girlfriends. If you can't tell her the truth, then you shouldn't be with her. He was very, even as old school as my pops is, he just didn't play that shit. So, like, this is how I'm raised. And then I've got this other man who's picking me up on a different journey in my life because now I'm out of my father's house. Mm. I'm 18 to 21. And the new man in my life is like, you're always going to have women problems. And he's telling me all the things that your mother helped put in you are going to create conflict for you because that's what women want. Mm. That's what women like. So like I said, it's always this, this battle to be true to yourself and the ones around you. But that's like a long way of going around trying to explain to you what a wounded man looks like and how he ended up wounded. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't be a man, and a lot of people don't like for us to label things, but if I can't be a man, then I'm not living at full strength. Mm-hmm. It's just like people who don't have children. People who don't have children get mad as fuck at me because I'm just, I'm just real with them. My best friend. He didn't have a kid. We're in Dominican Republic. It was like four of us who had children, four of us who didn't. I said, you motherfuckers don't know how to love. They all get mad at me. What? I love my mother. I love my daddy. I would die for my brother. I said, fuck all that. Because <laughs> this is how I talk to him, right? Like, yeah. this is how I talk. I said, fuck all that. Your heart is working at half staff until you have a child. Trust me, I fucking know because I've been where you are and I've been where I am now. Your heart has capacity that you didn't know it had. Mm. As soon as you have your first child, you will be caught. And sure enough, my best friend, AJ, you was right. Yeah, I know I was right. <laughs> I knew I was right when you were fucking like at the fucking resort hibachi station going back and forth with me. And I'm like, you got a PhD, but you dumb as fuck because you don't realize that I'm telling you the truth because I've lived it. I had my first daughter and whether it had been a daughter or a son. My heart just expanded. Had no idea. You can marry a person. Yeah, absolutely. I love you with all my heart. Kinda. Kinda. If you don't think my wife would drop me in a fucking second, <laughs> if it was like her and my child or me, oh, I, all three of my daughters. It's them first. Religion is tricky. Religion is like, you know, put your husband first, spouses first. Fuck all that. That's bullshit. That's like somebody who wrote some bullshit. A mama bear is going to protect the cubs first and foremost. Yeah. Daddy, you got no fucking shot. Go ahead and pack your little duffel bag and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and if you're a smart man, just send the money back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Provide. Absolutely, because I still feel like a man. Yeah. 
when I'm providing. You ha- you said something very interesting that I recently uh, listened uh, at another podcast actually about is that that mentorship, that masculine mentorship. And one thing that I learned is that a lot of wounded masculine comes from the lack of masculine mentorship, healed masculine mentorship. And then you get confused along the way because you have friends, wrong mentors, the wrong people telling you the complete opposite of how you should treat women, how you should treat your respect yourself, essentially, because it is self-respect, right? Everything as a woman, whether you're woman or man, it's still self-respect being true to your, to who you are as a person. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? That does make sense. It's like you had those conflicting feelings because you had two completely different type of masculines telling you different. You know what I mean? No, I agree. And I think in society, especially kids, kids are the most vulnerable. I always, I always say like, if, if you need me to convince you on why you should work on healing yourself, I don't care how secure you think you are. It's like, first off, if you have kids, you need to fucking heal heal yourself because you're passing those traumas down to your kids and you want a better world. Guess where it starts at home. It Mm -hmm. starts with being a good parent at the end of the day. That's why we have a crappy world because of shitty parents. Absolutely. That, that, that's it's the hard, answer. It's hard it to is. Take. It's hard to take. Yes. But some of y'all are shitty ass parents. I didn't say it. This uh, That was not JR. No, but it's so but true. she told the truth. It's a that lot was of a, shitty I parents. I said it. I don't even have kids, but I can I can still say yeah. it. And I, I acknowledge it. I understand it. You know what I, I mean? I completely agree. And I always said it. In order for you to heal 100% and you know that it's your parents' fault or like if you're around them, it's like you pretty much have to walk away from that in order to heal and get better as a person. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Something and, you said earlier. And a lot of men don't do that because I was, we were just talking about that. It's like women and men, women are more able to walk away from that and they recognize that than men are willing to do. Well, because we don't want to feel like the word heal insinuates that something is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to feel broken. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't ever want to feel vulnerable, air quotes. I don't want to feel vulnerable. I'd rather have it positioned to me as I'm self-improving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I've got to heal. No, I need to better myself. That's right. easier to digest. So we need to communicate it better. Today. I think it's, you know what? This year I've really tapped into a lot of redefining words, what they mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's all about, except at the end of the day, it's about like how you perceive or your perspective on that word. Right. So it's like normalizing healing should not come through with a negative connotation. We can choose to redefine that. You know what I mean? But like you said, it, it is more encouraging when you are moving towards more of a positive direction, self-improvement, rather than the connotation that healing does have, which is, like you said, broken. And and it's true. And maybe that's something we need to kind of um, discuss how to right. redefine that. Broken overall. is weak. Right. It is. If anything is broken, Mm -hmm. it is no longer as strong as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Naturally, innately, a male wants to be strong, whether that be mentally, physically or emotionally. Mm -hmm. We want to be strong. Mm -hmm. So when we hear our women telling us that we are broken or when we hear our men therapist or whatever it is, Telling you that you are broken, it is anti everything that you strive to be as a man. Pushing you down further. I'm not broken. 
got a situation I need to work mm-hmm. out. <laughs> you know, I just need, you know, once I get my shit together. It, it, it's like my personality. I'm never wrong. It's your perspective. It's yeah. right. Right. The way you take it is wrong. Absolutely. And I have learned that words do have a meaning for men more. Like they literally take like the words meaning like, so you have to be very careful with what words you say to them. Absolutely. Right. My wife hates it. My wife hates it. <laughs> but that is probably the biggest contention point in our 15 year relationship i'm like you said this she's like but i said no no words fucking matter Mm -hmm. like the reason i use my words the way i do is i choose a word that absolutely fits what i'm trying to like get across to you if you tell me that i need to heal i'm going to insinuate or actually i'm going to assume that you are saying that i'm broken yeah I'm not fucking broken. I've got an issue. I'd love to attack it. We can even fucking attack it together. But don't insinuate that I'm weak because I'm not weak. And then naturally, men, we turn on our stubborn mode. Like women, you guys are the queens of stubborn, but we pretty close. <laughs> like we nice with it. We Me can, and my husband can go head to head on that. <laughs> yeah, we can be stubborn too. Yeah. But it's like you're forcing me to turn on this area that I wouldn't want to turn on, but the way you're defining whatever our conflict is, whatever our problem is, I don't like the words you're choosing. Don't ever shine a light on me in a weak way. Mm. A man never strives to be weak. Like if women are listening right now, that's like rule number one. That will get you so far. Mm. A man never strives to be weak. If you have a man who does like feel emotionally like, and this is, yo, this is JR. This is JR, all right? Like, I don't want anybody to, like, feel like I'm coming at you. Mm. But from my perspective, this is just the gospel truth from JR's perspective. Mm. The book of JR, <laughs> 316. <laughs> if there is a man who's so open to crying in front of you and shit like that, nine times out of ten, that's not the motherfucker you're going to need to lead you to the ship. And for me, when I say ship, I mean the chip, the championship. Everything for me is about achievement and winning. This crying, emotional motherfucker is not going to lead you to the chip. You're Mm -hmm. going to have to carry his weak ass. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to deal with his weak ass. He is not LeBron James. He is not Michael Jordan and Kobe. He's a fucking role player. He's Mm -hmm. so comfortable with being... Damn. Yeah, like... So I'm old school. I'm older than you guys. We call it bitch made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know, like I know you guys didn't like fucking bargain for this. But this is real <laughs> shit. Like Never heard of that saying? Oh, see, <laughs> have you? Where the? So you know what bitch made is? Like I mean, I can understand the term. <laughs> yeah, bitch made is like some dude who basically grew up, and everything mm-hmm. he was taught came from women. Mm. And there does like men are needed. Women are needed. That's why we're put together because you need both sides. You need each other. But a motherfucker who's bitch made, his whole perspective is derived from a woman teaching him mm. how to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck. Times are going to get hard. Times will get tough, whether it be financially, emotionally, spiritually. The last thing a real woman wants is a fucking son. That's yeah. true. She thinks she wants an emotional motherfucker until she gets him. And she's like, why the fuck is he always crying? <laughs> Why are we crying together all the fucking time? (laughs) Together. Why is he looking to me for answers all the fucking time? Mm -hmm. 
That's what you call bitch made. Like that's like you think you want that emotional motherfucker. No, you want like we were talking about outside. You want a motherfucker who's emotionally intelligent. However, understands what the objective is. I'm here to win Mm -hmm. and I'm here to win with you as my star player. Mm -hmm. My partner is my star player, but I'm not going to sit here and ride shotgun willingly. Mm-hmm. That's not what the fucking masculine energy does. Right. I also understand the shit that I'm good at and the shit that you're good at. A lot of times, you know, the religion teaches a man that should be the head of the house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a man is not smart enough to be the man of the house. People aren't given the same amount of intelligence. Right. You got to understand if you're a dude, like, I got plenty of homies that are very smart and I got plenty of homies that are dumb and they know they're dumb. Those are the dudes who need to go home and be like, baby, you need to be in charge of the finances, real shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't even get that. I can't even balance a checkbook. Yeah. And me being the head of the house, air quotes again, is not that fucking important. I'm here to make sure we win. Mm-hmm. I'm here to guarantee that we win. So if that means that I'm the fucking brawler and you're the brains, then that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that happens. I feel like that's important that you said that because that is a dynamic, a very common dynamic right now, as in like the man is essentially the provider. And what I mean by that is um, I'm a little bit more old school too. like, I feel like your man should make more than you. I don't know. That's not what I believe in. I believe in that. But at the same why? time, because for me, it's like. I personally want to, it it goes back to that safety space and the way you grew up. You know what I mean? My dad was the provider for the family. You know what I mean? And you do understand that, because I like to hear your perspective too. Yeah. But you do understand that your dad was born in a time where society was set up for him to be the bigger earner. But let's, let's, for example, say that we, you know, I don't know, let's just say the podcast. Like we blow up, we start making ridiculous money and whatever my own diverse are. You know, you just start making, does that mean that he's no longer a man? No, it just means, wow, my wife is, is thriving. So now I'm going to be, it's a challenge for me. I want to do better too. You know what I mean? Unrealistic. I'm sorry? Unrealistic. For that to happen? Unrealistic for you to think it could happen. I mean, I think it, I, I use, uh, let me use a celebrity. Let me use a celebrity for, as an example, I always like to use Jessica Alba and her husband. Because I feel like they, from what it looks like, they have a good relationship. And she's a billionaire with her company. You know what I mean? And he has his own company, but obviously he's not at her level. But at the same time, it's like you can't kind of expect it because she is a celebrity and she ha- made this big company. So you can't compete with her. It's, it's not a competition between you. It's a partnership, essentially. But at least knowing that my partner is doing his part. Like he's creative his in thing. his thing, in his way. And he's creative in his way. Does that make sense? Yeah, but see, you evolved. Mm-hmm. And now that you've evolved, you expect for your evolution to propel me to do more than what I was created to do. And mm-hmm. that's an unnecessary pressure. I won't even say unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That's an unfair pressure. You guys got into something that had... No yield of return. Mm-hmm. It blew the fuck up. Now you want me to be better? Like, I can't fucking be better. Surprise. I was doing the best before we were anybody. Mm-hmm. I was giving you 100%. Sure. Mm-hmm. This idea that men should make more. I get it. I definitely get it. Mm-hmm. I fucking halfway agree with it. Not realistic. I'm black. 
Like most black women make more than most black men. Yeah, it's statistically true. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like by a lot. Right. And at the end of the day, we have to understand that it's always a partnership. Mm-hmm. It's right. never a competition. Right. Never. Yes. Never. Never. Right. Mm-mm. Valuing what your partner brings to the table is where it starts. Right. Like as much as I do, because I'm a very hands on dad, like mm-hmm. I'm involved in every fucking thing. And sometimes I get so fucking mad because I'm like, I work too hard to be this level of involvement. Sometimes that's how I feel. But my wife is like, but you wouldn't want it any other fucking way. Like you leave meetings, they'll go pick up the girls. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, because I want motherfuckers to see me picking up my daughters <laughs> just in case they on some bullshit. They right. know. How, how old are your daughters? <laughs> I've got a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 7-year-old. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost teenager then. Almost. Ooh. Yeah. Almost. And, yeah. and they're all daddy's girls, except for my middle child. She's their own child. You know, middle mm-hmm. kids always are. Middle kids are always. Yeah, they I'm always middle child. Are. Yeah, I was too for a long time. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, we're, we're bred different. <laughs> but it's like, I look at, like, the value. Mm-hmm. As much as I do, and I do a lot. When I tell you I was changing diapers when they were babies and it was time to breastfeed, I would pick them up from my side of the bed and take them to their mom because I didn't want them crying. Or I make sure if we're going to warm up a bottle, I'm getting up at 3 in the morning. Because I'm that personality who tries to always be over and above. That's just how I am, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's good and it's bad. It depends on what you like in life. Yeah, the but situation. I, yeah, but I'm always trying to be more. So I look at all that I do. And with all that I do, because I supply my my wife and my family their financial stability. Mm-hmm. Everybody who lives with me, daddy takes care of it. Like, daddy's a real fucking term. And I take that shit serious. Like, mm-hmm. daddy is who I am. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is coming up. Shout out to all my dads doing their best right now because our shit is like the worst holiday ever. <laughs> we get <laughs> we do so much for the moms. We get no moms. marketing, oh, yes. no campaigns, but there are some dads out there trying to kill it. But with all of that being said, I still can't fuck with mom. I cannot be who mom is. No. Mom, again, if got it, was a gender guy would be a woman daddy's doing everything and mama comes home and and like the fucking heavens open and everybody <laughs> gravitates to her she needs a break i can't even fucking get her a break unless i get her out the house because the kids are connected to her mm-hmm. the house orbits around how she feels mm-hmm. i'm cool she come home fucked up I'm no longer cool. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Fuck. She's having a bad day. She's having yeah. a bad day. Oh, shit. Whether she's the type that takes it out on me or the, whether she's the type that keeps it internally, the mom, the woman is the nucleus, the central nervous system of the whole house. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say I respect that shit. Mm-hmm. I respect it. I never expect for you to come financially wherever I come. It's not about finances. Hopefully I can make more than you. But I respect your role, and it's right. every bit important as my role as the sole provider. Right. My wife does whatever the fuck she wants for her check. I never see that shit. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck she makes. <laughs> I just know we get Amazon boxes every fucking day. <laughs> that's that's all I know. But my checks are accounted for. Yeah. They pay for everything: house, lights, electric, water, family vacations, shoes, clothes, whatever. Like. 
Does my wife take advantage? No. She's like, you know, I'll take care of the insurance. Awesome. But I don't expect for her to do anything. But we're equally important. We're not yeah. ever... One above the other one. No. So, like, if you motherfuckers blow up, hope y'all remember me. Put me <laughs> on somehow. But at the same time, to think that your husband can now, like, propel himself to do better because you have, I just think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just thinking, like... You know, my husband's a hard worker. He he comes from a very grounded family. So him, he has three, two brothers. And I consider myself a very lucky girl. Like, that he you has a grounded are. family. Yeah. That I have that he has a very grounded parents. That's where it starts. The parents. The parents. Um, and both his brothers, too. Like, they're, we're all very, they're, they're all very grounded. So I just know that it's it would never be a competition. But I think he would push himself more. It's like, oh, you, you know. Feel within himself. Yeah. Within himself. Like, okay, well amazing like my wife is going to inspire me to do better just don't expect it and then we'll be fine no yeah yeah for yeah. sure it's it it's a conversation right it's a okay well now we have more of this so now we can do more of this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just evaluating your situation but if i w- if i was to ask you like how what are some some behaviors of what a wounded masculine looks like like what are some some behaviors like to like, be like able to identify that, oh, wow, this person is, and maybe you don't want to tell him that, right? But like if you're dealing with, if you're a wife right now dealing with the husband, right? Or you're having trouble finding a, a person in your life and you keep attracting like the wrong type of man. What does a wounded masculine behavior look like? How, how does that show up in life? Would you define it? That's a good question. I think that at its core, it's up to the friends, this is why it's very important to have female friends and male friends that are not emotionally um, have it, that emotionally don't have a stake in the success of a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's why it's very important because what a woman can hear from her spouse versus what she can hear from her homeboy is different mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if my wife is lecturing me on some shit, I'm absolutely taking mm-hmm. into consideration our entire relationship. She's only saying that because two years ago, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But if my homegirl is telling me this shit based off of the relationship we've had and her observing me in my true form, not having any stake in our relationship, then it comes across as something a little bit more digestible. Mm -hmm. But the number one, because this is the easy one, this is what you call a lob. The number one sign of a wounded man or an insecure man is his need to control. I love that you said that. I was going to say control. Mm -hmm. Control, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Control, if you look at control from a historical lens, it was always based on the fact that somebody somewhere found insecurity and they felt the need to put provisions in place so that they can control. Mm -hmm. If you believe in the Bible, and they say the children of Israel, Pharaoh was like, fuck that. I know that these motherfuckers are the chosen ones. These are God's people. I don't like that shit because I wasn't born that way. Like, I'm not them. I need to control them and their greatness. Mm -hmm. Women, men are like, they are amazing. They can thrive in any situation. How do I control them? It's like a challenge. Well, you know what? Challenge would be the surface level that's more playful. Mm -hmm. 
But control gets very deep. Mm. Control, when I can't control you, then I see you as a threat Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Not all men, but a wounded man sees the inability to control his woman as a threat. If I can't tell you what to wear to the gym, Mm -hmm. chances are I'm thinking you're going to go to the gym and find a better motherfucker than me. Somebody's going to find you just as pretty as I once found you wearing the same fucking outfit. Mm-hmm. I met you wearing that shit. <laughs> but now I want to control it. Yeah. Don't wear that shit no <laughs> exactly. more. Don't wear that shit no more because you met me. Yeah. Insecure. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere where it said like an, in- an insecure man will always tell a woman well always tell a, a man that tells a woman you can do so much better than me or whatever is it's just an insecure man you know what i mean yeah. believe them when they tell you that yeah exactly because they're essentially it's it's they're being honest about it i agree there it's it's you, as a woman you shouldn't take it as a like oh you know they're trying to compliment me believe them when they no. tell you that you know no. what i mean <laughs> like that's cute but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a hard time mm. fucking replacing me. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I can guarantee you there ain't 10 motherfuckers just standing around ready to be JR. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, I will go harder for you. I will work harder. I will love you harder. Mm-hmm. I will try harder than any motherfucker that I can fathom. Because I put it in my mind mm-hmm. that I'm literally earning your love every day. I'm earning it. And I wake up in the morning and I look at your ass sleeping and I'm getting ready to go work it out. <laughs> and then I'm getting ready to sit at my office and work. And I'm like, I'm about to earn this motherfucker's love. Like, mm-hmm. and I know there ain't respect and love. And there yeah. ain't 20 people that's looking at you like that, saying mm-hmm. that this is what they want to do for you. Mm-hmm. So if I don't fit the bill, I understand. Mm-hmm. But you're not about to run across a lot of JRs. Right. And this is just like me and my personal relationship. It's, it's your your confidence in who you are as a person. You know, my husband's like that too. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that yeah. because he's a trier. He won't verbalize it, but like he has this confidence with himself. Like he always tells me like, you're with me because you want to be with me and the vice versa. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, it's not like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it is a confidence. Well, choosing too. is so important. Every day you wake choosing, up. You choose each you other. You choose yeah. each other. Most of us are together mm-hmm. because we settled. And that's the truth. Most of us are together because we settled. Mm-hmm. We weren't the ones that we wanted. And a lot of times you have to also place a caveat on that. Why mm-hmm. do relationships fail? A lot of times they weren't meant to work. Right. There are more lessons to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stymie somebody's growth. I'm glad I didn't fucking marry my high school sweetheart. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Some people are married to their high school sweetheart. I Great. Am- <laughs> and that's awesome. My sister married to her high school sweetheart. They've been together since they were 16 years old. Yeah, same. 15. You mm-hmm. don't want to fuck with JR, 16-year-old. <laughs> versus it's, No, JR, it, it takes 14. a lot of growth Gross. and a lot of, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of grounding. It's not easy. Right? I think compatibility has a lot to do with it, too. You know what I mean? Huge level of compatibility. Yeah. And when you talk about what you spoke on earlier and, like, what you just briefly said, you said... And I'm trying to I'm trying to place this in the right like context so people can understand it. But when you talk about identifying what made a person wounded or what's wounded, there's also a level of compassion that needs to be shown. Mm-hmm. Naturally, you can say, "Oh, he's insecure. He's controlling. Mm-hmm. Fuck him." 
And that's not what I'm telling the listeners right now. Right, no. I'm not telling you to dump your man or, or your woman if you date women because they're controlling. I'm only asking you to empathize. Right. And understand where this behavior coming is coming from. Coming from, yeah. That would resolve a lot of situations. Absolutely. Lot, help a lot of marriages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Divorces. It's like understanding where people are coming from in the first place. Right. Now. There's a difference between understanding where where it comes from and then continuing to be victimized. Absolutely. And victimization is not the same as annoyance Mm -hmm. or as I'm giving you a hard time Mm -hmm. or discomfort. Right. Because victimization, that's an active, that's me actively doing something to stunt your growth. Mm -hmm. But me being annoying or me being aggravating or like making the situation difficult that's different. I may have lost my girl that I loved because of some shit that happened. Like she went out to the grocery store and she was looking fine. I was lucky to have her. I don't understand that I was going to lose her anyway. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. This woman was not for me. She was going to be gone. Eventually I was on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. I have to come to the conclusion that it wasn't that she put on this outfit right. or that she went to this club or anything like this. Mm-hmm. It was she was not the one. I couldn't keep her. Mm -hmm. And so I need to not internalize it as something that I could have control. Mm -hmm. And men, a lot of times we feel like I can go back to the time where this all went wrong. Mm -hmm. And if I change this, that and the other, I can control the outcome. And that's just the falsehood. Like, that's not true. And so, like, when you meet a wounded man, a lot of times control is the number one thing. Which can lead to, like, even narcissism, too. You know what I mean? And I'm so fucking sick of you women with this damn word narcissism. (laughs) You guys are loving that word too fucking much. I don't use that word lightly. Man, when I... And you know what? On my Facebook, narcissist is, like, a trending topic. Uh Oh, yeah. Really? When you talk about fucking narcissists, though, like... Donald there has Trump, to be extreme. Donald Trump is a narcissist. No, yeah, he is yeah. a narcissist. Yeah. He's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. You can't compare some Joe Smo who just so happens to have a slightly inflated view of himself, right? As a narcissist. Yeah, not everything. Not everybody's a narcissist for yeah. sure. You can't. We can't just throw that word out. But you guys lightly. are loving that shit lately. Mm-hmm. Like women are loving the term mm-hmm. narcissist. I think because it wasn't around before, people weren't so much aware of it. I think anytime people are going through some type of like new healing or awareness, it's like you want to associate everything to it. You know what I mean? To to validate what you're feeling or you know what I mean? In a way. And and through growth, you learn that it was very extreme at the time. What how you label things or how you're feeling or you know what I mean? As even as a, a wounded feminine, I guess you can go deeper in, especially through after a breakup, even. You know what I mean? After a breakup, you're you are more wounded and you are quicker to label things, you know, that shouldn't be labeled to that extreme. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Mm -hmm. What I love about women is you guys are ever evolving, always, Always. ever evolving. And what I try to get with my guys is for us to jump on that same train. Mm -hmm. Like if you study the feminist movement Mm -hmm. and it's like 1920 women got the right to vote. And everything is pedal to the metal, keep pushing, keep Mm -hmm. pushing, keep pushing boundaries, never letting up. Men need a revolution as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are absolutely things inside of us that are pure that we need 
validation and we also need legislation mm -hmm. to be in our corner. Everybody naturally Ooh, I love assumes. That you, I love that term. Yeah, it's that the use. truth. Mm -hmm. People think naturally, this is a man's world. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the shit that we put in place came back to bite us. Mm -hmm. For instance, okay, and I'm not trying to go off, but for instance, a woman, I absolutely, again, being a feminist, I absolutely believe a woman's right to choose whether or not she should have a child. I was, I was literally thinking about that too. <laughs> it's her body. She has mm -hmm. a right. Mm -hmm. But my sperm belongs to me. Mm -hmm. And just because we had interaction <laughs> and we did what grown people fucking do, if I tell you I don't want a child and you decide to have my child anyway, legally, I should not be bound with the responsibility. You took my freedom away, mm -hmm. just like these corny motherfuckers who are trying to take you ladies' freedom away to decide whether or not you're going to have the child. That's a different take I've never heard about. It's the yeah. same shit, but it's real. But it's, yeah, I mean, The it's male real. revolution is mm -hmm. not accepted because men don't have the courage mm -hmm. that women have. You take my sperm, like groupie love. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got all these successful men, and I'm not saying like the majority, but you got successful men and there are a contingency, I'm not saying all or even most, but there are a contingency of women who are trying to improve their life based off of his sperm. Mm -hmm. Of course he wants to have sex. That's an innate fucking thing that men do. Men, gay men too. People are like, why are gay men so promiscuous? Because they're still men. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's how That's what men do mm -hmm. They're still men They yeah. try to have yeah. sex We were talking about Getting dogs neutered Before we started this mm -hmm. It's just a man thing Like mm -hmm. So when you talk about Men having real issues That we need to find a way We should look no further Than the feminist movement You guys are so impressive to me I sit in awe All the time How women get down And I'm like man Come on man Right. They're, they're real fucking issues that plague us every day. And we're not emotionally intelligent enough to express it. That's number one. And then number two, we're not like courageous enough to even stand out there and be like, I'm just going to be honest. And if you stone me, you stone me. <laughs> that's yes. Stone. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. You stone me, you stone me. Yep. <laughs> I die up here alone. <laughs> With, in my truth. <laughs> yep. In, these eight in my rocks. authenticity. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. I swear we could go on forever about this topic. Well, I want to ask one question okay. oh, that we had. A lot of women always ask themselves, why do women, why do men cheat? That's a good question. The reason men cheat is because they can't. The short answer is that because they can't overcome their nature. Women don't want to hear that. But when men don't cheat, they're absolutely, absolutely overcoming something that's innate inside of them. Mm. Like when a woman has a man who does not step out on her, she should absolutely celebrate him. Women always say, women minimize the Herculean effort that it is to stay true. Women say this, and I, and I welcome you disagreeing. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if you disagree because yeah. I'm a man and yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I got nothing to fucking lose yeah. here. None of you women are coming home with me. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. When a man says, I'm going to stay true to you, 
He should be celebrated because I don't give a fuck what they say or what the Bible says or what anybody says. He's only doing what he's supposed to do. You don't fucking understand what it takes for me to concentrate, dedicate, and stay in the mindset of what I need to do because you don't have the same shit running through your body. I was made to have sex. At my core, I was made to have sex. Mm -hmm. Understand it. Here, one more time. I was made to have sex up until the time that I can't have sex. That's why you got 80-year-olds popping Viagra like fucking licorice. I was made to have sex. It's my number one objective. Mm -hmm. Society says I should stick with one woman. Fuck society. Because I have not been able to fucking concentrate it and make it make sense to my heart and my Mm -hmm. soul and my body and my fucking DNA. My DNA is like, I hear you, and I try, but damn, it is like the hardest thing in life. And if you're a sorry motherfucker, you don't have this problem. But like our producer, for instance, handsome motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. He's a handsome mother. Would you ladies agree? Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah. He's handsome. He's tall. He's got that fucking look. He's Italian and shit. I get it. I seen motherfuckers like him on the Armani Paul, underwear we're calling, shit. We're gonna have to post a picture of you, Paul. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ladies, ladies. The motherfucker's handsome, really. He is, and that's like like Lil Wayne would say, like no homo, like you know, no offense if you like boys. Mm-hmm. I happen to like girls, but the motherfucker's handsome. It's hard for a guy like him, but you put a fat, dopey, lazy, no charisma having. No fucking anything going on outside of the fact that I'm just so happy to have a wife and a kid. He's going to have less opportunity. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder. He's going to have to make an effort to cheat. Mm -hmm. Paul don't have to make an effort to cheat. Paul is in a business where he meets women. (laughs) Serious. He meets women every day. He don't have to make an effort. He don't have to go out of his way. So he's presented with situations that the average corny fat or and again, this is Jr. Just keeping it a buck. I have nothing against fat people, but we live in a world where people are aesthetically concentrated. Yeah. So it's how you look. So like he's gonna have different opportunities. You look at a superstar, and I can I tell my wife all the time. This I even told her this when we met. I look at like infidelity, like people shooting bullets. Mm-hmm. Jr. Ladies, for you listening. I'm decently handsome. I'm fucking plagued by the fact that I'm five eight. So like that stops me from being Paul level fine. If I was like, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> we're really coming out Paul today. Huh? <laughs> if I was six one and some shit, like I really would be like a force to reckon with. But like as it as it is, I'm five eight. So I may go out and let's say there's seven days in the week, which there is. Mm-hmm. There may be three women, four women who are bold enough to let me know that they find me handsome. Mm -hmm. Once a month, I'm cleaning my wife's car. It's always when I'm cleaning my wife's car. (laughs) There's a woman who's bolder and lets me know that she's interested in talking to me. Mm. That's once a month. So somebody actually shot a real fucking bullet at me (laughs) 12 months in a year. Somebody shoots at me once a month. And I'm ducking. And I'm dodging. Mm. All right, I'm straight. Shit, I'm good. <laughs> Will Smith come out the fucking house, and I'm talking about like 1999 Will mm-hmm. Smith. <laughs> not the career Will Smith. Yeah, Curry. not the dad by Will yeah. Smith. And everywhere he goes, mm-hmm. every woman he's meeting, and the women he's not meeting, they're shooting at him. And you can be Neo in the motherfucking Matrix. Mm-hmm. 
a bullet is going to hit your ass mm -hmm. because you can't dodge hundreds of bullets a fucking day. Why do men cheat? Sometimes a man is a scumbag. Yeah, some, there's some of that. Mm -hmm. But there's absolutely the probability that you're sitting with a prize. Mm -hmm. And when you have a prize, you have to understand that you're not the only person who sees him as a prize. Women, of course you guys are prizes. And every guy wants to fuck. Mm -hmm. That's the luxury. You guys have grown up knowing that most men want to have intercourse with you, mm -hmm. even if he doesn't really want to have intercourse with you. JR, would you sleep with this girl? I mean, I would. I don't want to, but mm -hmm. would you? Yeah, I would. I would. Like, if I wasn't doing shit on Wednesday, I would. That's, <laughs> that's a woman's life. Yeah. yeah. Men don't have that. Mm -hmm. And because of the way we were built DNA-wise to always be seeking sex and producing so much sperm, it's a Herculean effort that you guys don't appreciate enough. I actually have a different take on that. I love Being to hear in a relationship woman. for 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going off assumption that a woman is not sexual. And actually, women are extremely sexual. You know what I mean? I agree. Very, I, you know who do I, you think these men are having sex with? I absolutely know so that you guys are. It, it takes a lot of like, again, balancing out both feminine and masculine energy within your relationship to, because at the end of the day, as a, as a man, you want to feel needed, right? And as a woman, I mean, you want to feel desired. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where it comes down to. And you have to rec as a woman, you have to recognize that you do have to make yourself presentable. I'm sorry, but looks matter. You know what I mean? To, to your partner, however your partner chose you, he chose you for who you are, but you can't give up on that. You know what I mean? You can't just say, Oh, I'm comfortable now. Like, no, you have to always like, we're human. So we like newness. We like sparkness and you, that's how you maintain in life. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate for like, you need to be dating your husband. You need to be doing the most to make you, you feel good. Cause essentially it's like you feeling good as a partner, as a woman, because when you feel good, guess what? Everybody feels good. Exactly. But I'm, I hate to do this to you. I really do. But there is nothing that you can do. There is absolutely nothing in mm -hmm. your power that can replace the feeling of another person. Coming into the mix. No, not even coming into the mix. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to be clean on this show. No, no, no. I really am. No, I know, what, say, you're, I know what you're say, saying. Nothing's better and pussy, except for what? You guys are so young. I am young. I, I, hold on, <laughs> no. hold on. I, I've been taught something new. Mm -hmm. And somebody told me this. Trained? No. What? Nothing's better than pussy, except for new pussy. Mm. Oh, I've been told otherwise. No. New is something that you can never... New for anybody. That's just as go... That's no. not the same for men. No. That's no. the same no. for anybody. I'm not going to let you guys <laughs> off the hook, and I'm glad you invited me. <laughs> So you talk about a woman's need essentially is to be desired. Yeah. A man's need is to be needed. Mm-hmm. Well, sex ain't got shit to do with none of that. If I hook up with some beautiful or regular or mm -hmm. average or below average, had nothing to do with being needed, wanted, desired, nothing. I've got all this sperm in me that's controlling me. I think a lot of the masculine energy is having that Discipline. Discipline shows up a lot when I look at masculine energy. It's like having discipline with yourself, having the respect for your 
divine feminine. <laughs> right. And <laughs> discipline I mean? sets you apart. Yeah. And so understand, women, mm -hmm. you're looking at the 10%, mm -hmm. maybe even the 2%. That's who you guys want. Mm -hmm. You want that 2%. You want that disciplined motherfucker who can overcome himself and be everything you need him to be. And that's 2%. Right. Mm -hmm. That ain't the majority. I'm telling you. You know why women, men settle down? You know what they call settling down? Because our testosterone has slowed down. Mm -hmm. Our testosterone is starting to slow down. And all of a sudden, I'm no longer the fucking hunter that I used to be. <laughs> I'm no longer chasing tail, so to speak. Yeah. I'm no longer pursuing. I'm trying to tell you women. Mm -hmm. This is a genetics thing. This is not a mind thing. When mm -hmm. a man taps into the understanding of himself, then he stands a chance. Mm -hmm. But if you don't tap in and understand what's driving you, the nature that's driving you, you will fail, fail, fail. Don't mm -hmm. be handsome. Don't be successful. Because all these things for a person who's lost, will only equal doom and gloom. I understand myself. I understand that I'm somewhat engaging. I understand that I'm personable. I understand if I do this without a fucking pass from my wife, my spouse, mm -hmm. that I'll hurt her. I understand that when I leave the house. Mm -hmm. But you're asking for every man to be able to think like a well-thought-out 43-year-old man. So not mm -hmm. everybody's understanding. Right. Clearly. And I've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun yeah. here. But in all honesty, I didn't get here happenstance. This was work. Mm -hmm. A lot of work. A lot of uncomfortable mm -hmm. times within myself. And so you're asking the majority to do the work. And we all know the majority don't do won't the work. Won't do it. And they I'm won't gonna... even... By the title of this episode, they, they probably will feel intimidated right away. You know right. what I mean? It, you have to be receptive to receive it. Yeah, right? And I'm not asking women to settle. Mm -hmm. I'm simply asking them to understand. And so if your man comes home to you every night and he does not step out on you in that way, understand what he is going through to be that way. Mm -hmm. It's hard. He may not even feel comfortable with you to tell you how hard it is because he doesn't want to hurt your feelings. My wife and I, we have a relationship where Oh, like yeah, yeah she'll tell yeah, me talk. We'll, we'll talk yeah she'll send me a picture on instagram i'll be like hell yeah you didn't even say would you i had already put hell yeah <laughs> like hey but i understand that if i like gallivant around town mm -hmm. and do these things to disrespect I, my wife i think it comes down to putting yourself you have to have i've said this in another episode you have to have the emotional intelligence or the self-awareness more so to know who you are and not to put yourself in those situations. Right. That's the biggest. You know what I mean? That's what my man dad or woman. Yes. Man or woman. Yeah. Because yes. don't get me wrong. I didn't want to come across like men don't have um, women don't have the same feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying DNA wise, this is how we're programmed. I'm not right. saying that women don't have the same feelings because they're absolutely sexual creatures. Because I think I do think every every single human being has mm -hmm. their nature in their nature innately, like you said. Is to just but have you noticed how perform, women, you know what I mean? But have you noticed how women gravitate toward the same type? And I don't mean like, oh, he looks like this. 
but this same type of energy since we're talking about it's true. energy. It's true because you know who my my celebrity crush is? I've said this before, Chris Hemsworth. And you know what I love about him is that he's a family man. He's a very, to me, he's like masculine energy. Yeah. But what makes him masculine is how he is with his wife. He's still with the same wife, his kids. Like that's, that's and that what attracts me. And that me. shit turns you on yeah. in some weird yeah. way, right? In a right. weird way that I know I would, even if it was possible, I would never do that to another woman. You know what I mean? But it's just like, that to me, to, that that's what I respect in like a man. But look at how you know? smart you are. Look at how aware yeah. you are. You're like, I would never do that to another woman. Mm -hmm. But this is coming from a woman who's been with the same man for 17 years. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to put yourself in the place of a woman who is single. Mm -hmm. A woman who's in the dating world. A woman mm -hmm. who hasn't had the success of long-term companionship that you have. Mm -hmm. She's like dog eat dog. Mm -hmm. She don't give a fuck about all that you talking about. I would never do that to another woman. She's like, I've gone to bed a million times by myself when I felt the need to be held or I wanted to be loved on. Do you think that I'm going to fucking put another woman's needs in front of mine every goddamn time? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's married. He's off limits. Fuck that. <laughs> There's going to come a time where <laughs> you start to realize <laughs> I haven't been as fortunate mm -hmm. And I can't go about my life worried about all those other things because I've got to start putting me, all right, he didn't, he wasn't packaged the way I needed him to be. I needed him to be single, but I'm lonely today. Mm. People say half a man is not better than no man. Yeah, the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just hard. Yeah, that, go that goes into that mentality of, you know, the other person, I guess. Yeah. Women are all attracted to the same guy. And I don't mean the popular guy, but that alpha guy, it seems like every woman in the room wants him. Men, men, we're like, we're attracted to everybody across the fucking globe. <laughs> and that shows you the difference. The yeah. difference, like that DNA is like, she's, she there's, has cute eyes. There's literally women out there that only want to be with married men. Yeah. Like, I know that for a fact. Wow. Yeah, they're weird I mean, too. I've heard that. I've heard that. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's everyone has their own finish. Yeah. They do. And it's a and it is a finish. I people all the time. My wife, they see how I treat my wife because I want to put her out first and foremost. Mm -hmm. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm fucking married. Mm -hmm. You know I treat my wife good. There are some women who love that shit. And they're like, that attracts them. Yep, that attracts them. It, it, I guess it feels like a challenge or something. I don't know. And that's why you have to be cognizant. Mm -hmm. It's like you like me because you feel like you got one up on my wife. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're taking something that's hers. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, I'm not attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be more attracted to you saying, hey, <laughs> I want to inbox your wife and see if how'd I can you, work out a deal with her. How'd yeah. you do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or anything. Like, I like your husband. Mm -hmm. Are you mad or no? And she may be like, yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> but you never know. She may be like, eh, you know, he's cute. I get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shoot your shot. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys didn't bar you. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know what? People are going to love that we talked about this. So. <laughs> yes. There's probably going to have to be a part two. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. I absolutely loved our conversation today. Yes. Me too. Yes. Thank like, you very much. You're very insightful. I can tell you've done a lot, a lot of, of work. Self improvement. Let's say self improvement. There we self go. Improvement. Oh, not broken, goddamn. You're not broken. <laughs> not broken. Self improvement. You are wanting others to feel the power that you feel. Yes. yes. Essentially, that's what we all want, right? We want others to be empowered 
through our words, Mm -hmm. improving your relationships, improving your life, attracting that quality person in your life. That's what we want. But where does it start? It starts with us. Within yourself. Within yourself. All the time. Like you cannot find it anywhere else but within yourself. Right. Absolutely. I agree. So I feel like this is an opening conversation to hopefully future conversations about this, these topics, because I feel like this is a, a huge key to that dynamic between feminine women yes. and masculine. Yes. But anyways, um, let's uh, say one thing that you would want to say to other men out there that do want to level up. Man, if you want to level up. <laughs> if be- you want to find a high quality woman, let's put yes. it that way. Oh, if you want to find a high quality woman, mm-hmm. don't expect anything from a person that you wouldn't expect from yourself. Mm-hmm. That's if, a good one. If you are willing to put in the work to be Consider the shit, then you should be able to figure out a way to find a spouse who you also view as the shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. But don't want her to be in shape if you're not in shape. Don't mm-hmm. want her to make six figures if you don't make six figures. Don't want her to be emotionally intelligent if you're Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake has a song called Mirror. I was just going to say, we're a mirror of each each other's relationships. Absolutely. And Big Sean said, I live the life I deserve. Blessed. Yes. And we'll leave it at that, guys. Yes. Let us know. Again, this is a continuing conversation, I feel. Let us know your thoughts on this topic, your thoughts on these energies. If you have some insight on it, we would love to hear from you. We're here for conversation. I always say that, like, we're here for conversation. We're here for right. different perspectives. Right. And we want to hear from you. Yeah. So send us a DM, send us an email at sippingwithus at gmail.com. And most importantly, if you want to continue to support our podcast, mm-hmm. the first thing, number one thing you can do right now is head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Leave us a review because that helps us understand what it is that you want to listen to from us. Right. And then if it's okay, do we tag you in your Instagram or Facebook or Absolutely. where can we go find you? Because I'm sure people will want to start following you. Yes. <laughs> if you have questions for JR himself, right. we will absolutely, we will absolutely uh, share his, his socials. Absolutely. Share them. JR Roland on Facebook. JR Killem Roland on Instagram. I will be starting my YouTube channel, mm, Try So Hard. Awesome. That'll be coming very soon. I love that. And Try mm-hmm. So Hard will be just about giving full effort in every aspect of life where I cover different situations. So I'll have you guys on Try So Hard. Yes, um, I can't wait. But ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. I am awesome. so glad that I came out <laughs> and did you. this with you guys. I'm, uh, we're appreciative that it's you been did. It's awesome. Yes. Always. Yes. Thank you guys. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.